It's that time again. It's the last episode of the month. So I've asked you a question and that was, hey, have you ever taken action on a podcast after hearing a promo in another show? And I got to tell you, the answers surprised me. They really did. I didn't expect this because it's different than mine. That's for sure. And that's what we're going to hear. Now, we also have Sunny Galt, who is one of my favorite people on the planet. She always makes me laugh. She's a blast to hang out with. And if you are a person that has a podcast network, you may not know about this, but she runs a thing called the Podcast Network Alliance. And she's going to give some tips on how you can get involved with the Podcast Network Alliance. And yes, there's, but wait, there's more. We also talk about your website. Yeah. And I give you a sneak peek of Heather Osgood, who's going to give you some tips on how to do a feed drop. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for being here. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. This is where we help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. If you'd like to sign up, use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And I realize you're not going to do that now, but I always say this at the beginning in case you go, wait, what was that coupon? It's right there at the beginning. And today we're talking a little podcast networks, but also if you're new to the show, I always ask a question and then you answer it. And then I play it back on the last episode of the month. And you can find it at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question if you'd like to be involved with next month's question. And of course, when you do that, always mention your show's name and your website and a little bit about it. Now, this month's question is many services now are offering the ability to play promos for your show on other services and on other podcasts. So you'll be listening to a podcast and instead of hearing yet another blue apron ad, you'll hear an ad for somebody else's podcast. And I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. What I want to know is, Hey, does that work? Have you ever taken action after hearing a podcast promo on another show? And if you don't know what a podcast promo sounds like, here is one from a longtime supporter of the show, Craig from Inglaya's podcast. Craig, we've got 30 seconds to tell people why they should listen to our podcast. Well, if you're a Spanish speaker and you want to improve your English, you need to listen to our podcast, Aprender Inglés con Reza y Craig. With 40 years of teaching experience between us, we'll help you improve your grammar, your vocabulary, and your pronunciation. And your listening comprehension. Aprender Inglés con Reza y Craig. I'm Craig. And I'm Reza. Listen to us at inglespodcast.com. Well done, old chap. And so after hearing something like that, are you inspired to go to inglespodcast.com and check it out? Well, I'm going to share your answers right after this. So are people checking out your show when you have your promo played on another show We're going to start off with Scott Johnson from the show, What Was That Like? One of my favorites. Take it away, Scott. Hi, Dave. Scott Johnson here. 
First time you announced this question, I thought about it, and I couldn't really think of a time when I heard a promotion for a podcast and took action on it. I know it works, though, because I've gotten a ton of new listeners for my show by trading promos with other shows. Then, on a more recent episode, you mentioned it again, and I immediately thought, hey, I just did that. I heard one podcaster doing a promo for another show, and it sounded interesting, so immediately I stopped because I happened to be out riding my bike at the time, and I sent myself an email with the name of the show. So later on, I looked it up and downloaded a couple of recent episodes. The bad news is, once I listened to it, I didn't like it at all, so I unsubscribed. But hey, not every person is a good fit for every podcast, and that's okay. My show is called What Was That Like? And each episode is a conversation with someone who's been through some really unusual situation, like being attacked by a grizzly bear, or being thrown out of a car and hanging from an overhead power line by a broken leg, or getting a phone call from your mom, and the first thing she says is, Dad's dead, he killed himself. Those are just three stories out of the 117 episodes, and you can get them by searching for What Was That Like? or at the website at whatwasthatlike.com. Yeah, I love What Was That Like. Thank you, Scott. And like Scott said, he didn't end up being a listener of that show, but he did actually take action because he heard a promo. Let's throw it over to Mark. Hi, this is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast, where I explore the wonderful and tragic stories of North America's inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, environment, and geography at markvinette.com. Half of the new podcasts I discover and take out for a spin are a direct result of hearing a promo for their show on another podcast. I attract new listeners also by employing this method. But beware, don't advertise your history podcast on a gardening show. The direct results will be low. Stay in your wide lane. For example, I'll promote my North American history podcast on, say, a European history show or anything connected with biography or general world history. Thank you so much, Mark. I got to tell you, I haven't heard these answers yet. And so far, we are two for two. Hi, Dave. This is Spencer from The Recovery Show at therecovery.show, where we explore how we have recovered from the effects of somebody else's addiction or alcoholism on our lives. You asked, have I ever started listening to a podcast because of a promo that I heard on another podcast? And to be honest, Dave, I'm not sure. I know that I have started listening to podcasts because I heard another podcaster talk about it. But whether that was actually a promo or not at this point, I can't say. There's one podcast that I love that I have been listening to for years now, which is called Song Exploder, where he explores with an artist how they created a particular song or piece of music. I know I got there because I heard about it on another podcast. I just can't remember whether it was a promo or not. So. My answer to your question is, I don't know. Thank you, Spencer. It sounds like, though, he has taken action after hearing something on a podcast. That has always been true. It always drives me nuts on how 
the marketing industry is like, no, we need to know demographic data. We need to do this. And did they listen? And I'm like, are we using that same criteria for newspapers and email and television? No, no, we're not. And yet we're trying to hold podcasting up to the same standard that Facebook, which knows what you had for breakfast last week. And so that seems a little unfair. And yet podcasting is still, I need to check and see if anything, no, email, email marketing beats it because you are one click away. So let's move over to Tim. Hey, Dave, this is Timothy Chemo Bryan, your head instigator at Create Art Podcast, where I help my listeners tame their inner critic and create more than they consume. You can find that podcast at createartspodcast.com. And I'm also the head guide to the podverse at my other podcast, which is Find a Podcast About. And in that podcast, I help you outsmart the algorithm and find your next binge-worthy podcast. And you can find that one at findapodcastabout.xyz. So I really enjoyed uh, your question uh, for September of 2022. And uh, I would just like to say that there's a podcast that I listen to uh, regularly. Uh, and you've actually listened to uh, Poetic Earthlings, which is now being changed to Welcome to Earth Stories. Uh, you can find it still at poeticearthlings.com. And in uh, Poetic Earthlings, we're just going to call it that for right now. There was two promos for two different podcasts. One of them was called Most Precious Commodity. And in that promo, um, it talked about that uh, York Campbell from Poetic Earthlings uh, was helping out with this podcast and uh, was talking about the podcast a little bit. So what that you know inspired me to do was to go ahead and subscribe to that podcast and to go ahead and buy the book that's associated with the podcast. The other podcast that was promoted on his show was called Echoes in Between. And for that one, I'm not a huge fiction podcast person. I do listen to them on occasion, but this one, I, uh, you know, it was, it was promoted on Poetic Earthlings and, uh, I listened to it and subscribed to it. And have really been enjoying it, really been binging on it. So, yeah, these promos on other podcasts, they are effective, uh, at least in for me, uh, they're very effective because I already have a relationship with the podcast, the original podcast that I'm listening to. And then their recommendation of another podcast is great because... With Poetic Earthlings, I'm interested in a lot of the same things that York is interested in. And so I trust him. And I think when you do these kind of promos, your rabid fans, your truly engaged fans, are that's where it's going to be most effective. For folks just finding a podcast, it may not be. But for those rabid fans, it's going to be very effective because... They're the ones that, you know, as soon as your podcast goes live, as soon as your episode goes live, they're downloading it. They're listening to it right away um, for, uh, you know, for people just discovering your podcast and then promoting another podcast may not be as effective. Um, it, it would be a, it would be great if there was a way you could track it 
And I'm sure, uh, Dave, that you will let us know how we can do that. And, you know, just one of the thousands of things you can do to your podcast to, uh, you know, track numbers and all that good stuff. Anyhow, Dave, great to have you back from uh, Podcast Movement. And thank you for all that you do for the podcast universe. Have a great day, dude. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, you've, you've hit a lot of things there. And when I kind of do a quick summary here, before we talk to Sunny Gulp, by the way, uh, she'll be coming up in just a second. Uh, there are a lot of things that are sneaking out in these answers, and we got a couple more. Here's one from Sergeant Fred. Hi, Dave. This is Fred Castaneda, buddy of yours, podcaster since 2005 from podcastreporter.com. It happens to be a show at that after 17 years of podcasting, these are lessons learned from the experience of trends, directions, information of the podcast industry for the serious media professional and podcaster. To answer your question of the month, well, I wanted to let you know that I did take some action after I heard what sounded like a promo on your own show, AskThePodcastCoach.com, recently. You and your partner in crime, Mr. Jim Carlson, were talking about the book called 25 Things I Wish I Knew Before I Started My Podcast. It's a book by Marco Timpano. Anyway, I looked it up because I was very interested in this. It sounded like a promo. You guys talked about it quite a bit. And in fact, yeah, you did give it the guise of a promo for this particular book because he is a podcaster. So I looked it up and guess what I did right during the show within five minutes. My curiosity was piqued, and for $9.95 on Amazon, I bought the book. So, yes, I have taken action when I listened to what sounded like a promo in another podcast for this particular book. I got it, I looked at it, and it uh, confirmed some suspicions I had about when I started my podcast and the 25 things I didn't know. And so it was, uh, let's put it this way, enlightening but I wouldn't recommend other podcasters who've been at it for 17 years to go and rush out to buy the book. But I have taken action. Anyway, thank you very much for your show, um, Dave. Anyway, you take care. And this is Sergeant Fred, otherwise known as Knight of the Airborne Paratroopers, Sir Frederick the Terrible, Knight of the Airborne Paratroopers. Another interesting take there. Thank you, Fred. And of course, he's uh, doing a nod of the hat to the No Agenda show where you can become a knight of the No Agenda roundtable but here again heard something from the podcast host and then took action you can kind of see where this is going got one more to answer your question yes i have checked out a podcast after hearing an ad for it on another podcast but visiting their home page and listening to a sample is as far as i've gone so far none of the podcasts i've heard of this way have appealed to me i do have my own podcast one with a friend of mine we've been going very slowly feeling our way through the process and trying different approaches to see what works while building up a backlog of episodes. School of Podcasting has been very helpful. The show is called Unknown Orbits, a podcast where two writers discuss everything science fiction from Gernsbach to Roddenberry. Those are the years 1926 through 1966, from the publication of the first exclusively science fiction magazine to the beginning of the New Wave era. We post an episode every Wednesday. September 21st, we'll be discussing Ella Magusa by Eric Frank Russell. You can explore our podcast by going to unknownorbits.com. Thank you in advance for checking us out. Keep watching the stars. I downloaded that file twice, and that's exactly how it started. And so I went over to 
their website. And Steve, I'm going to be sending you a note about your website. There's something you're doing there that you can do. It's, it's very low-hanging fruit. And uh, that is Steve from unknownorbits.com. And here's my thoughts on this. We heard multiple times where it was not the promo, although promos definitely worked. I really expected this. I asked Jim Cullison, Fred brought up, asked the podcast coach, and Jim said, oh, yeah. And so because my answer is no, I've never listened to a show based on a promo like somebody played a promo and I was like, oh, I want to check that out. At least not that I can remember for a very long time, maybe in the very early days of podcasts, because back then I listened to anything. But I've yet to hear a promo that I'm like, "Ooh, I got to hear more about that. So, however, a lot of people drifted into like Fred talked about a promo, and I thought that was interesting because I remember specifically saying that here was someone who wrote a book, and I said, can we go see if this person even has a podcast? The one about 25 things I wish I'd known before I launched a podcast, because there are a lot of people that are writing books about podcasting, and then you Google the author's name who wrote a book about podcasting, and they don't have a podcast. So that was interesting because I have never read that book. So I, I think that's what we're talking about. I think somebody in the chat room brought it up or something like that. But here again, just the power of hearing about it on a podcast. Now, that's a podcast about podcasting. If you ever want free podcast consulting every Saturday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern, go to askthepodcastcoach.com. So we just mentioned it there and we heard other people say, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Tim mentioned that York had mentioned other podcasts. So they weren't really promos. I think there were in some of these, but. In many cases, it's just the host mentioning it. And that is something that is kind of hard to get your head around as a podcaster. I remember once I was talking with a client and we're kind of doing like, what's your show? What's the idea? And I go, do you have any equipment? And he rattled off a whole bunch. And one of the the types of equipment he had was a recorder and he had two he had, I think, the Zoom pod track before, and he had a roadcaster. Uh, and I was like, wait, why do you have the roadcaster? Because you said you had the Zoom pod track before. And he said, oh, you said it was cool. And I was like, that's 600 bucks. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So that's when I was like, you have to be careful sometimes when you're especially reviewing gear or reviewing books or things like that. So. I really expected a whole lot of, yeah, I've heard a bunch of promos on shows. I've never acted on them. And Mark brought up a good point. Don't promote your show, in his case, about history of North America, on a show that's not about history. Like, you wouldn't put that on the whatever, insert non-history show. You have to be smart about it. I know Scott, from What Was That Like, is very smart. He looks for does this podcast share my audience? And he knows his audience because he has a Facebook group for it. And he knows that people that like his show also like true crime. So often Scott is looking for true crime shows to swap promos on. And in the future, you're going to hear me talk with Heather Osgood and her service, the podcast broker. But when we were talking about promoting your, your show and such, she brought this out. What I recommend is that you think about doing feed drops. So mm. I'm I'm a huge advocate of feed drops. And if you aren't 
familiar with what a feed drop is, essentially you partner with a show and the show releases a bonus episode on their RSS feed, which is essentially, um, it could either be a portion, a cut of your show, you know, like maybe a five, 10 minute cut, or it could even be the whole episode, depending on what you negotiate. And then the host of that show says, Hey guys, you got to check out this new show. It's amazing. Or it doesn't have to be new, but you have to check out the show. It's amazing. Go check it out. And That will be in a future episode. Again, she is from many different places, but she launched a new service with some other people called The Podcast Broker, where you can actually sell your podcast. So that'll be coming up in a future episode. And speaking of the future, coming right up in this episode, and speaking of networking with other podcasters, we're going to be talking about the Podcast Network Alliance. I have Sunny Galt coming up, but first, since we're Kind of doing a question of the month thing. I thought it would be appropriate to, well, give you the current question of the month. Well, joining me via Squadcast, I was stumbling around the internets and found something called podcastnetworkalliance.com. And then when I went to see, well, who's running this thing? It was Sunny Galt. And I was like, hey, I know her. (laughs) And so, Sunny, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dave. And let's just start off. How long has this been around? Oh, goodness. We started right when the pandemic started. <laughs> uh. I guess we're we're a virus organization and <laughs> kind of started at the same time. No, it's a funny story because we, and I'm talking about kind of the founding people that first kind of mm-hmm. got together and decided, hey, we should have a group that supports small to medium-sized independent podcast networks, right? We were at PodFest and we were part of a panel together talking about the importance of podcast networks. And I looked around at my fellow panelists and I'm like, why isn't there a group that really talks about this more often? Because every podcast network operates a little bit differently, really. And, you know, we all have questions and we're all kind of just trying to figure this out ourselves. And so we're like, I don't know of a group like that. And I'm like, well, we should start it. Would you guys be interested if we just kind of hopped on a Zoom call and just chatted once a month or something? Would that be of interest to you? And they're like, yeah, let's do that. And so we didn't have a name for the group in the beginning. It was just kind of a little mastermind group or like, let's just figure out podcast networks together, (laughs) you know? And there was like maybe four or five of us that started in the beginning, but we all came from that podcast session. And uh, sooner or later, we're like, we should expand this more. Let's get more people involved. It's very organic, very organic. And what's, is that the goal? When somebody says, okay, what does it do? What's your elevator pitch? Well, we dominate the world, right? That's what everybody wants to do. Um, That's the end goal. So beware. It's a given. (laughs) It's primarily community-based. It is to help other people running podcast networks. Now, you've got the, the huge networks out there, right? The podcast ones and you know, they they don't need our help. They're doing their own thing. They've got VC funding and all this stuff to to hire quadrillion people to to figure this stuff out. But for those of us that are a little bit more grassroots, where, you know, those are the people that I love to work with, just like those are the podcasts I love to have on my podcast network. That's where kind of I belong. And that's how this group kind of formed. So some of us have some VC backing, but it's it's like, like I said, small to medium sized networks that are just kind of trying to figure this thing out. So we will bounce ideas. This is not a competitive space, okay? Uh, Meaning for our group, we do not consider each other competitors. We come into this, and, and that's the mindset I want everybody to have, is that you're not here to steal ideas. You're not here to do that. We're here to work together, to share what has worked with each network, 
and just to share ideas. And then from there, who knows where it's going to go? Uh, right now, it's a group that's completely free for anyone to join. We do a little bit of vetting to make sure we think they're a good fit. Some people will call themselves a network. It's not quite a network, right? So we need, have, need to do a little bit of vetting. And then I invite them on to join us. We have these monthly Zoom calls that we do. And now we'll have you know, 15, 20 networks or someone representing right. a network joining. And so I invite them to hang out for an hour to see if they think it's a good fit, to see if they like the group. And if not, that's okay. That's cool. You know, you can do your own thing. But most times people join and like, oh my gosh, I found my people. I didn't really know what I was doing. Oh my goodness. You know, it's almost like when a podcast joins a podcast network, that should be the feeling. That should be the feeling, right? That, that you feel supported and encouraged. And it's, it's almost the same thing, but this is for podcast networks. So talk about the, the vetting process. What would be somebody that isn't quite ready yet? I would say the way we've defined it, and this is very subjective, but we had to come up with some definitions. And for sure. us, it's about the amount of shows on your network, right? If you've got two shows, you're not really a podcast network, okay? So our arbitrary number we came up with is five. If you've got five podcasts yeah. that are putting out regular content. That does not mean that you have to be creating all of these shows because different podcast networks function in different ways. On my network, which is called Independent Podcast Network, I do have some of my own shows that I produce that are part of the network, but I mainly work with people who already have their own podcasts and I support those shows and I coach those shows and I help them get to the next level, whatever they want to do. So that's the main criteria. You know, usually they got to have a website. They have to have a presence. They have to have a logo, right? They're really trying to make a business out of this. <laughs> you know, they're not drawing with crayons on stuff. Like simple <laughs> things like that show me that they're interested in this. They're serious about this. And then usually after I invite them to the first meeting, I can tell, you know, are they knowledgeable? Because that's part of the group too. It's not just to sit back and take in all the information. It's to share what are you going through? Like, you know, how are you doing things with your network? So as long as that's kind of a symbiotic relationship that's happening, yeah, yeah it's a good fit. Can you think of something that was brought up at a meeting that it was just like chocolatey goodness that somebody was just like, oh, I never thought of that or, or somehow somebody in the group has benefited? Well, the thing that comes to mind, first and foremost, is we have uh, a member of the network who is always thinking about doing things a little bit differently than the rest of us. And I really appreciate his yeah. perspective on things. But he has more of a business mindset, which we all do have a business mindset. But then there are people that he gets these amazing offers from like big, big companies like he's working with Amazon on a partnership right now and things like that. Now, he still has a small podcast network and it's very focused and it's very specific what they talk about on this network. But he has all of these huge people working with him and reaching out to him. A lot of times he's not even reaching out to them. But he did this presentation to our group, which was really helpful about how he researches that company. He finds out their pain points. He does these things and he he told us what tools that he uses. This is not typical stuff. You're not just doing Google searches for this, right? This, these are more business-focused, different things you may have to have subscriptions to or whatever. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. He reaches out to these guys and they respond within 30 minutes. I'm like, how did you get the guy from Amazon or Apple to reach back out to you? And now you've got a partnership where they're paying you before you've even created a podcast for them that you you, you have all this ready to go. And now you've just got to record this stuff, but they're paying you $50,000 to do it. How did you do that? Right? 
So that's the first thing that comes to mind. We've also had a couple of networks kind of get bought out, right? So we've had some in-depth conversations and uh, I'm sure a lot of side conversations with different people about what does that look like? And what are some things you should consider? And how did that even happen? How did it come about? How much legal stuff was required? What kind of documentation? What did you have to prove? Things like that, because that's happening more and more, as you know, in the space. People are getting bought out all over the place. That's it. Get some of that sweet, sweet podcast money. Sometimes it happens. (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky. So if someone wants to join, uh, now that we've got them like, oh, that sounds like it's for me. (laughs) The website is podcastnetworkalliance.com. I'm assuming there's just a join button there. Click on that. That's exactly what it is. You read my mind. So podcastnetworkalliance.com slash join will take you right to the page. This is a super simple website, guys. So you have like three buttons to push. Join, contact us, and I think a members page so you can see some of the other people that are involved. Well, in addition to the Podcast Network Alliance, yeah. you you wear many, many hats. I do. I know you work for Zencaster. I do. But you also have the... NewMommyMedia.com. This is how I got into podcasting. So I was at a stage of, in my life where my husband and I, we'd been married a couple of years at the time. We've been married a heck of a lot longer now, like 17 years. But at the time, we were getting ready to start our family. I'm like, I don't know the first thing about kids. I don't know how to be pregnant. I, mean, I kind of know how the whole act happens. But beyond that, I really didn't know what to do. And so that's how I got into podcasting. I have a background in radio and television. And I thought, oh, well, let's just create some shows. And I'll interview people and I'll learn at the same time. So as you know, Dave, you start with like one or two shows and then you get bitten by the podcast bug, right? And and then it turns into five shows. (laughs) But I wasn't hosting all of them. So I was like the, you know, the person making everything. I was like the, the magician in the background, the guy behind the curtain, you know, don't look behind the curtain, making everything happen for the shows. I hosted one of them. I had other hosts for the other shows. But that grew and grew, and we're still around after, what is it, uh, 10 years of doing those shows. Now, I'm not always putting out new episodes. A lot of that has to do with advertising and and things like that. But we've got 600, 700 episodes in the can, so we re-release a lot of content and then work with advertisers in other ways with blog posts and videos and stuff like that. So, yeah, you guys can check that out if you guys have any uh, new parents in your family or if you're a new mom or new grandma or something like that and need a refresher. Uh, go to newmommymedia.com. And of course, then you have your indie. Oh, yeah. Independent not- Podcast Network. Yeah. Thank you. IPN. So you, you mentioned that earlier. So <laughs> is that just a fun name for all your clients? <laughs> I guess it could be. I really did that for SEO purposes, right? Mm. And it's the longest URL in the world. So uh, independentpodcast.network. It's a pain in the butt every time I got to write it out. So that is my podcast network. I work with shows like all different types of shows, all different types of genres. And we come alongside shows. We help them grow. We help them monetize. We've got a cross-promotional program. So if you're interested in cross-promoting with other shows on the network and growing your audience that way, we help you with hosting. We, we basically, we just guide you in the whole process. Podcasting can be a lonely sport, right? Obviously, I'm a big fan of podcast networks. So it's independentpodcast.network if you guys are interested in that. One last question that just popped in my head. Yes. So I join a podcast network. I've already got my own website for my show. Yeah. Do I need to make my website be your website? You don't have to. 
We do provide that option. And a lot of times your podcast host provider gives you, you know, some sort of landing page or something as well. I personally think that if you're really serious about podcasting, that you should have your content on some sort of a website that you control. And I like this for SEO purposes, right? So every time you release a new episode, there's a new post that goes along with it that has all the good keywords in it. So you can have an individual link that goes straight to the episode page. But that can be a lot of work, right? So you have to figure out what works best for you. But to answer your question, we do have a spot on our site if they just want to have a domain and forward it there. They could totally do that. Sonny Galt, always a pleasure to uh, hang out with you. It's always fun. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge about your new pod. Well, not new, but the podcast network alliance.com. <laughs> it's, it's new to you. So, and it's now new to, new to your audience. So, yeah, that's new. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. There you go. Sonny Galt, everything we mentioned, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 846. And I was listening back to that interview. There's a lot I cut out where it's just me and Sonny making jokes, laughing back and forth. And your podcast is going to attract people like you. And I thought about this when I go to events. I'm going to hang out with Mark Johansson, David Hooper, Sonny Galt, Natalie, and Harry Duran, because all those people are sarcastic and we love to laugh. And so there was a lot of laughing in that interview that did not make it to you because we're just being goofy. And uh, we did leave the uh, conversation there talking about websites. I do want to let you know that here in September of 2022, Apple has said, Hey, you better double check your website to make sure something is listed in your media host. And what happens is when you sign up at a media host, I recommend Libsyn full disclosure. I work there. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. And when you sign up at really Libsyn, Captivate, Buzzsprout, whoever, they're going to put an address in the website field because they don't know if you have one or not. And as I just said, Apple has said, hey, you need something in the website field. And I don't think everybody is aware that right out of the gate, you have a website from your media host in almost every single case, no matter who your media host is. And if the goal of the podcast is to drive traffic to your website, you need to edit your podcast and put in your website because that's where you want to send people. And while I'm on this kind of topic, let me also throw this in. And I say this a lot, so I apologize if you've already heard this. That's also where you want to put the links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. You do not want to tell people, find me wherever fine podcasts are sold Because, of course, number one, they're not sold. Number two, uh, finding a podcast sometimes is very hard. I actually had somebody this week that could not be found in Spotify, and yet she had a link where you could go directly to her show, but if you search for her, it wouldn't show up. And when I reached out to Spotify, it's kind of a catch-22. In some cases, you don't have enough followers and activity to appear in the search results, to which you go, how am I supposed to get any kind of followers an activity if I can't be found in the search results, hence why you need a website, hence why you should put links to your podcast in all those directories, at least those four, on your website. The other thing that's going to do is your audience might link to that, which will boost your SEO juice. And when you say, hey, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and that's a link that is created by a service I use called My Podcast Reviews, it automatically has 
the correct link based on whatever their phone is. So go into your media host and make sure that your website is the website that you want people to go to. Hey, speaking of my podcast reviews, I want to thank Lewis Goodman. I know he's from uh, Love Thy Lawyer. He gave me a five-star review. Uh, Ms. Zlowski, I believe that's Marie, maybe. Uh, lots to learn. Gave me a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and Soul Driver gave me a five-star review. Appreciate that because I mentioned that somebody gave me a one-star review. And uh, as always, reviews do not help you get found in search. They are only social proof. And I was just like, hey, I got a one-star review. Can we uh, can we balance this out with a couple fives? So I appreciate everybody doing that. Again, if you want to do that, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. Also, Sunny had mentioned, you know, that her little network that she started, a network about networks, is almost as weird as a podcast about podcasting. And it started off kind of informal. And I'm here to tell you that why not follow her advice? One of the coolest things I do is I hang out with a lot of podcasters that do podcasts about podcasting. Now, granted, some may look at that like they're my, quote, competition, but who else can I geek out about podcasting with? So realize it doesn't have to be anything as structured as we meet every Tuesday and we will read the minutes and blah, blah, blah. You can just get together with people on Zoom that have podcasts. I've thought about it. I start. I went to start one once called uh, Castermind. I think I own the domain for that, castermind.com. And it wasn't going to be courses. It was just going to be a place where we could get together and talk about podcasting. And it was interesting because when I, the idea was we would listen to each other's shows and give feedback. And when I threw that idea out, I didn't have a single person. Now, granted, remember, it's maybe the idea was good, but the presentation was wrong. So in the same way that you might have a podcast promo that got lots of attention, but didn't bring any new listeners, it might be your promo was bad. So in this case, I had this idea for castermind.com. And I did a lot of kind of research asking people, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Would you want to participate? And everybody was like, uh, no, not really. Nobody was like, when, where do I sign up? And so consequently, that didn't get launched. But uh, it's one of the things that I always kind of go, hmm. And really, we kind of do that at the School of Podcast. We have a, a private Facebook group. We have a community. It's really now the School of Podcasting has evolved into more of a community than just a place to watch courses and ask Dave questions. It really is a community. And so with that, speaking of that, if you want to join that community, I always mention the coupon code listener. If you just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, that will automatically put that coupon code in there for you. And of course, that comes with a 30-day money back Guarantee. Now, I already mentioned that Heather Osgood will be on the show in the future, and we've already got the question of the month, which you heard about, and I need that, you know, by the end of the month. And don't forget to mention the name of your show and your website location. That makes my life a whole lot easier. Everyone that was mentioned in today's show, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 846. I look forward to working with you because, you know, I help podcasters. It's what I do. And the website again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Yeah.